All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. You're watching Leafs Morning Take with host Nick Alberga and former NHLer Jay Rosen. The show starts now. Say it ain't so. The boys are on a heater, which means Jay Rosehill doesn't have to shave his head, which also means Jay Rosehill doesn't have to do a show tarps off. Happy Thursday, buddy. What's going on? Feeling good. Checked my phone there a little. Uh, was it going into the third period? And I was like, man, the boys better, better, better get this going here because I don't feel like having my tarp off for an entire show and having questions about that. And I wasn't shaving this flow either. Let's be honest. No, um, I really, really digged your confidence yesterday. Inferior opponent, you're playing Arizona. They had lost four in a row against them. They took care of business. Obviously, the recap is coming up. We'll preview the Leafs and Golden Knights going for six in a row. Morgan Riley's going to come back in the lineup. But first and foremost, off the top, and again, it's Nick Alberga and Jay Rosalie, Thursday edition of Leafs Morning Take presented by Botano. Dude, I couldn't believe it. Donald Brashear, A, is still playing hockey, and B, still fighting at the ripe age of 52 in the Quebec Pro League he danced the other day. I just don't get it, man. Like, do you got anything else going on with, like, is have you turned the page at all? <laughs> what are you doing with your life, man? Like, look at this big meathead he's fighting, and he's squaring off, and he's a big lefty, so... And they get trading a little bit there. He's trying to overpower the guy. They get trading, and... Uh, and then Brashear kind of goes down here after they go toe-to-toe for a minute. Like, Jesus, I think about doing that pushing 40 let alone past 50 that's that's wild man he must he must love it or really need the money or something but he's still giving her that's for sure old donald good for him you know what's wild too he's wearing number 87 must be an ode to uh sydney crosby or something but i i thought that was wild i didn't even know donald brashear was still playing hockey like this guy has been what like 15 years removed from the nhl and still dropping the gloves at 52 do you remember your last fight in the nhl by the way like do you remember who it was who was it against Mm, no, not off the top of my head. I can't remember. Remember my last one ever, but uh, no, I didn't realize it was my last one. So I, I have to look that up. Yeah, no, that's fair. I guess in the moment you wouldn't realize that it's your last fight. Um, your last fight happened in England or what? 
Yeah, I remembered that. And I remember just my adrenaline didn't spike. And it was just this kid was throwing so hard. And I was just like, holy smokes, boys. I think I uh, don't see myself doing this a whole lot more times here in the future. But uh, yeah, there was definitely a sign on my last one that that might be my last one. It's uh, it's it's sort of funny. I mean, we talk about this a lot with Ryan Rees being on the Maple Leafs, but phased out how phased out fighting has become. Like even watching the Buffalo Montreal game the way it did last night, Arbor Jacki. There's there's nobody who wants to step up to that guy. He rocked. Um, Zemgis Gergensen's on on Buffalo, and nobody batted an eye. So it's not just the Leafs that are doing that, by the way. But like, there are not as many willing combatants now in the NHL. Like you can probably count on one hand who's willing to go at it with the big boys in the league. Where back in the day. And you played like every team had like at least two tough guys. No. Oh, it's crazy. Look at some of the rosters going back to, you know, that, that 22,000 era. And some guys have three and four guys. You look and you're like, how did they have all of those guys on the same roster? It's insanity. Like, uh, it was crazy, man. You needed it at all. You needed it all. You didn't want someone to come in with more, um, firepower and push you around. That was just a recipe for disaster. And, to a lot of teams, it was a recipe for success, and that's what they did. It was crazy, and I kind of came in on the tail end of that. And you know, if I were ten years older, I would have probably played ten years more in the NHL. But if I was ten years younger, I might not have ever stepped on the ice. So, a um, few different ways to look at it. But yeah, the game changed right as I was in it. There's no question about it. And uh, I just wasn't the one that was going to keep keep traveling the world doing fisticuffs until I'm 55, like old Donald over there. But uh, yeah. yeah, things happened in a, in a hurry. They changed it all there starting in, I don't know when it all started. To me, it's that summer of, uh, of, of losing Bugard and Belak and Rippon all in the same um, summertime. They were all completely different incidents that weren't related in any way, shape or form. But the media sure liked to have a heyday with that. That bothered me. I remember being in Toronto and the media just, how many dead hockey players do we need to see before the NHL bans fighting? And every idiot with a pen and a freaking laptop decided they were going to have their heyday with their column. And it, it was a chain reaction in a hurry, man. And guys got rid of their tough guys uh, really fast. It was kind of all in a hurry. By 2014-15 there, it was like a shell of what it once was is in that department. Of course, the irony, too, of Donna Brashear fighting in the Quebec Pro League, I think they're outlawing fighting in the Q, right? In the QMJHL. Like, it just, it's a different time. That's that's wild to me to watch Donna Brashear fight at 52. Like, how much do you think he gets paid per game? Like, 300 bucks? Like, I have no idea, man. I uh, That Quebec League, I don't know much about it. I know guys that go over there to do it. I, I thought maybe five, six, seven years ago, I heard Brashear was in there. I keep hearing Brashear just pop up again, like, he's at it again. And I'm just like, what is he? <laughs> does he pop in for a weekend here and there? Is he on a team? Has he been playing consistently every year? I don't think that's the case. But uh, yeah, I just I guess we should pull up some hockey DB and see what he's been playing. But I don't know what's driving the man. Something, obviously, maybe yeah. just the love of the game. I'm not sure it's that. By the way, producer Vic did some digging. Your last NHL fight was uh, Sean Thornton, I believe. It just says S. Thornton. So it could be Scott Thornton or Sean oh, yeah. Thornton. Probably Sean, yeah. right? Sean, for sure. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. There you have it. That was your favorite dance partner, too, no? <laughs> yeah, we probably went three, four times. Um, yeah, he was awesome. I like Thornton a lot. And he's... Um, he's just class, class, class all the way. I had lots of good ones with him and lots of little funny intricate details where he'd like let me get my breath or we'd let each other up or just this that or the other thing he'd fought me when he had fresh stitches in his eye he was just stand up guy all the time and I stood up for him in the media one time when he got suspended by you know giving a guy some pot shots with his glove on and I'm like you guys are 
discounting the fact that he has a padded glove on, giving the guy shots to the cheek. Like, quit, quit, quit acting like his neck's gonna break. You guys are so dumb. Like these fucking media people sometimes just think they got the oh look, I I got the newspaper, so I'm gonna I'm gonna tell everyone how it is in the game. It's like you're so lost sometimes. Some guys are such idiots. So I said what I thought, and then Thirty texts me, and he's like, "Hey, dude, I really appreciate that. If you ever want Patriots tickets, you want to go to Fenway." Celtics, whatever you want, you let me know. I got you in there. And yeah, it sounds like he's got the keys to the city in Boston, rightfully so. That's a legit hookup and uh, a friendship, maybe a budding friendship at that. But uh, yeah, it just uh, Leafs media is very, very interesting. Did players ever talk about that? Like, obviously, there was the whole war with Phil Kessel over the years. Dion Phaneuf is the captain. Like, the guys ever talk about that in the room? We're like, man, I really fucking hate that guy. Yeah, sometimes. It was like that in <laughs> Philly, too. Certain beat writers that... You know, they get their name by, you know, having a big scathing review, right? And that's what gets the clicks and everything, I guess. So they decide to keep doing that and they like to push the limits. But the thing is, if you're going to slam a guy in the newspaper, you got to you got to show up and look at him in the face, you know, in the locker room. And some got sometimes guys couldn't even do that. Look the guy in the eye. They just kind of hide and stick their mic in their in their arm into the scrum and then ask some dickhead question. And then guys just had enough of it. Right. Like. Yeah, be honest and I'm not playing well. Any of that stuff, everybody gets. They're professionals. But when it starts to get silly and the guy's just clawing and digging for something that's not there, you look at the guy and you're just like, you're an idiot, man. And there's a couple times Kessel just walked out of a scrum, said you're an idiot and walked away. Um, Dion held up pretty good, but they didn't, you know, he's such a big, strong man. They don't they don't overwhelm him too much. But yeah, all the time, doesn't matter what city it's in. You got your idiot beat writers and everyone usually knows who they are, too. I love it right now in Philadelphia. Torts has a guy that he just won't address. <laughs> Stems back, I think, to the Cutter Gauthier thing from a couple months ago. He just won't address him. The guy asks a question. He's like, I'm not answering your question. This is like a, like a two-month-long saga. I could only wonder how long it's going to last in Philadelphia. And, and surely it happens around the league. But as you mentioned, under the microscope in Toronto. Did you see this uh, Sportacle um, article that came out in the last couple days it ranked the toronto maple leafs as the 82nd most valuable team in the world whatever that means the top nhl team uh teams like memphis detroit uh pistons ahead of them i just don't know how this list quantified um i would love to know what they're smoking when they make the list Uh, the raptors 48th by the way i don't put as much stock as some people do but you see some of the teams on your screen there they're saying the raptors are more valuable than the leafs yeah or no yeah. Oh God. Okay. Yeah, that's new. Uh, I don't know how they do those things. I don't know who Sportico is or where they get their information. <laughs> I imagine you know the details that would you would need to have to go into defining a worth of something that that that's that's that big of a machine is not something that's easy. And it's it's like those people's net worth thing. What is so and so's net worth? Well, who knows? You can look at his contract, but you don't know what he's lost in the casino. You don't know what he's made on investments. <laughs> you don't know how much real estate he holds. Like. It's just, it's kind of dumb. So I always take those things with a grain of salt. And yeah, I thought the Maple Leafs would be a lot higher on that list being worth two Bs. I I, I don't know how many outfits are worth that. I'm, I know there's a lot of soccer outfits and stuff that are worth a lot more that I don't know about, but that's that list seemed a little wonky to me, didn't it, you? Yeah, for sure. Uh, I always wonder, once a year that list comes out, I'm like, this doesn't seem right. Uh, by the way, shout out to our guy, Fizz Bronson, in the chat, calling out the chat. You guys know we love accountability. 159 viewers, only 23 likes. I couldn't agree more. What are you guys doing? We have 190 people watching right now at the Leafs Nation 401. 
where you can subscribe on YouTube. Hammer that like button. Help us out for once. We appreciate that. Lee Sporting Take, wherever you find your podcast, make sure to leave us a five-star review and maybe comment how much you love this podcast as well. That would be fantastic. Brought to you by DoorDash. It's time for the appetizer. For a limited time, our listeners can get 25% off, up to $10 in value and zero delivery fees in their first order of $15 or more. When you download the DoorDash app, enter code NATION25. That's code NATION25, all in uppercase. 25% off your first order with DoorDash, off of Valid in Canada. Subject change. Terms apply. So the expectation going into Mullet Arena, which, by the way, was louder than Scotiabank Arena, so bravo to them, is that Austin Matthews would get number 50. Well, he scored two. His parents were there. His family was there. Scored one off the neck. This guy's on a different planet. I, I honestly don't know what else to say about Austin Matthews, and I know you had a lot to say about the the way he scored his 50th and sort of the no-sell in the celebration, too. Yeah, man, he's scoring so often, it's not it's not a surprise to him anymore, obviously, but I'm just surprised at his, his kind of, I don't know if it's his new spot, it's just further out by the boards on that half wall, kind of almost even below uh, the hash mark, and he's constantly... Like, it's not even like this big one tee where the goalie, where it's a cross ice and the goalie can't get across. Like, he gets it, handles it, gives it a stick handle, and then just decides to rip it where that's just like an unscorable place traditionally. The goalie is just on his post, on his angle, doing his job, and it's like, okay, shoot it from there. There's nothing to shoot at. And Austin's just constantly scoring from there. Like, he's seeing, I don't know if they're cheating or or what's going on, but no one's beating goalies from out there like Austin Matthews. It's not even a place where guys think to score, and now all of a sudden he's doing it like quite consistently too. And it's you know he's got his spa, you know where Drysaddle's got his. It's kind of the same idea, opposite of of Ovechkin's office basically. But he's even backed up more. And I'm just looking at it, going, how are you scoring from there? Aren't the goalies on high alert when the puck's on your stick and they're giving you that of all things? And he's taken it and he does not miss. It is. Ridiculous. And that one that bounces off his chest or neck, how many of those can you count that he's gotten this year? It's not a lot. They're all high quality, grip it and rip it, no questions asked type of buries and no empty netters. Like this guy's ridiculous right now. He's a fucking mutant. There, there is no other way to explain what Austin Matthews is doing this season. You hit the nail on the head. That's the biggest one for me. Zero empty netters. Look at Alex and Ovechkin's career. And again, I'm taking nothing away from Ovi. I think he's the best goal scorer of all time right now, at least from what I've seen. Empty netters up the yin-yang. It just They're all earned with Austin Matthews. They're all shots. Uh, I mean, he. it's very similar to Ovechkin. Like Most of the time, you know what's going to happen. You still can't stop it. And... The numbers are documented quite highly going into that game. Kirill Vimelka had had his way with Austin Matthews in his career against the Leafs specifically. They they blew the doors off that building in the first period. But Matthews now up to 51. His current pace, 76 goals, 74th multi-goal game, nine goals in the past four. Like, they are video game numbers. Like, any of you out there who play the NHL video game and you put it on rookie mode, that's what's going on right now. But the crazy thing about this, there is no other league to get to. This is like the guy in your beer league, Rosie, where like he's too good for the league, too good for the team, but he plays. And, and that's what Austin Matthews is doing right now. But unfortunately, there's nowhere to put this guy. He's in the highest league in the world. I know. I used to like at practice, you'd go do a drill and you'd snipe or something like that. You'd come back to the line and you'd be like, fuck, what's the league above this, boys? Like, is there, <laughs> is there another one or is this it? And the guys are just rolling their eyes at you. But like Austin lives in that world, like every day during games. It's 
Like you could have a guy that's got sick hands and does things and you could yell, you're yelling out to him, do it in a game, buddy. Like, yeah, we see in practice, do it in a game. Austin does it in a game two and three times a night, every night lately. It's, I don't know. You can't really compare him to anyone else being this hot, man. He's scoring at will. And he like overshadows like Mitch Marner having like three apple. Like he's got apples out his ass and people, there's an argument like, Oh, he wouldn't be anything without, without Marner feeding him all the time. And then I even heard like, he wouldn't be anything without bunting feeding him all the time. And it's like, okay, it's, it's not Austin. Then let's not give Austin credit, but Mitch is a good disher. There's no doubt about it. Would Mitch, would Mitch have as many apples if it wasn't for Austin? Of course not. And Austin wouldn't have as many goals. They work well together. And um they're just point factories dude and you know i hope they're not peaking or anything and i hope they know the formula and how this happens it 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 does concern me that it just seems easy right they just you know saunter into mullet arena and it just seems easy for us and he's just kind of chuckling to himself like this is a joke but i mean they need to realize and i'm sure they do that it's a different story in the playoffs and you got to find ways to make this exact same thing happen in the playoffs when you're playing a good team and they're at their best and they're fucking dying for 16 wins to, to lift the Stanley Cup. And it is no easy nights through the playoffs. So they just need to take that next step and uh, be able to do this type of thing in the postseason. And there's nothing that tells me they aren't ready to do that. Surprise, surprise. Some people trying to take away from Austin Matthews' dominance this season, saying, hey, where are the assists? If you want to be a Hart Trophy contender, how can you have 24 apples in 54 games? Unsurprisingly, it's people in Colorado. It's people in Tampa to a degree. It's people certainly in Edmonton with Connor McDavid. What would your response be to that? Because I think it's bullshit. This guy's a pure sniper. He's a sheer sniper. He just shoots the puck and he scores a lot, like the most in a long, long time. I just... People try to find a reason to deviate from like what's going on. I mean, you can't overlook the fact that this guy is on pace right now to do something that hasn't been done in 31 years. Yeah, if he gets to 70, I think it's it's game over. You you give him the heart trophy. I mean, it's it's the most valuable player to his team, right? Like who's the most valuable to your team? Um, kind of like that, like that con Smythe, like the same idea, like without him who suffers the most without their number one guy. And um, years it ebbs and flows, you know, you got Kucherov doing things. Sometimes Ovi's got his big years going on and, you know, guys are putting up these big points and these big performances and I get it. Um, They're all in the conversation, but if a guy does something historic that hasn't been done in 35 years and he gets to a number that's no one has even thought about in decades, like 70, then, then it's a no-brainer. Like goals are the biggest thing. Goals are the big fireworks show. Goals are the most important, like quote unquote. You know, I don't totally believe that. I I take a guy with a, a hundred assists over a guy with you know fifty goals. But when you have that many and you do something that hasn't been done in in that long, it's kind of like, well, how do you not give it to him? Like, imagine looking back and being like, yeah, remember when Austin scored 72 goals and it hasn't been done in 35 years and no one's done it 15 years since. Yeah. They, they didn't even give him the heart trophy. Oh, who got it? Oh, they gave it to Kucherov or something. Fucking so dumb. Like it's, if yeah. he gets to 70, it's a no brainer. Yeah. Cause I mentioned earlier this week, like he's raised the bar, right? When he scored 60, we're like, yeah, he deserves the heart trophy. Well, what has he done to, to raise that bar? Well, he's on pace for 76 or whatever it is. I, I couldn't agree more with you. I think we have to give Mitch Marner his flowers as well. I know I put out the statistics since uh, Willie Nylander signed his extension. The guy, the guy's been incredible for like 
the last month. Like this is vintage Mitch Marner. He was dancing in Arizona on Wednesday night. Eight game point streak, Rosie. Two goals, 15 assists, 17 points. He's been brilliant. Yeah, tons. You see that dish, uh, that Nasty. that goal that went off Austin's face there, basically. I mean, I don't, <laughs> through the legs, sauce, through a seam, lands on the tape. Like, that's absolutely filthy. I just, those are the things that lose you games in the playoffs. I'm sorry to say, <laughs> sure. like, he's disgustingly skilled. That's a wicked play. You, you want to try it in uh, in Arizona, sure. And you're good enough to pull it off even better. You are a point production machine this year. Hats off to you. Um, it's just, I just, again, when the going gets tough, it is a new style of hockey. And I, I don't want the people to be pissed off that I can't give Mitch's accolades. I He's phenomenal. He's disgusting. He's a point producing machine. He's got, he's got apples coming out his eyes and I love it. But you, you pull that play in the playoffs, Nathan McKinnon will turn it the other way and put it up your ass so fast. And you'll be sitting on the couch in a couple of weeks because you, you try that shit at, at all in the playoffs and she's gone. So that's my only worry with seeing that stuff as impressive as it is. Hats off to you, Mitch. Great regular season apples and everything. Let's keep going, baby. Get some grit, get some, get some jam. Forget about that between the legs shit. Go to the net and freaking fill it. I'm looking Fuck, for that. Man. I, I tried my hardest to be Mitch Marner there. I set you up on a one T and you just, <laughs> you just wouldn't take the bait. I get it. It's a different game in the playoffs. You can't pull that shit. Like I can't remember the last time I saw a highlight real goal that way that happened late in the Stanley cup playoffs. It's going to be grinding type goals. And, and that's why I've been really impressed with Bob McMahon. Again, this is a big time story. And speaking of which I'm not impressed with producer Vic, who alerted us last night in the uh, least morning take chat that Bobby McMahon's a UFA. So it makes sense because, I mean, UFA guys, they pop off all the time. But he has seven goals in the past five. He had one and one against Arizona. It's like, here we go again, where, like, we could see another core four casualty. I'm not speculating saying Bobby McMahon's going to get four million bucks per season, but it just seems to happen to this team so frequently. You know what side they're going to pick. They're going to have to keep that money for the core four. And uh, another depth piece could could be on the way out. Uh, I don't want to be negative about it, but uh, he's been a great story, man. He has been so good uh, the last month and a half here. It's just like the timing is brutal. A guy's on the leaps and and gets this hot and contributes this much. Why isn't it a guy that we just signed? Right? Never Why is. isn't it a guy that we have locked up and says, yes, he, we, you know, we got him for Value. this amount of money and he found his stride afterwards and holy did he put on the afterburners, you know, after signing that contract. No, it's this Bobby McMahon who no one even knows what his contract situation is because he's not really on the radar. He gets hotter than a bloody pistol. He's only played like 40 games in the NHL. He gets so hot. He looks like one of the hottest commodities out there right now. And, and then what, what do you want us to do? Give him $4 million and then watch him turn back into the bubble guy that's partially slated for the American Hockey League? You, you can't do that. Someone else might, but I, it, it just sucks. Like timing of it. Like, why can't he do that when we just, why can't someone that we just sign come out and do that and blow the doors off everything and give us a good value? Because it's so Toronto to have a guy, you know, all of a sudden do well. And then it's like, well, throw a bunch of money at him to keep them. And then it's like, Oh, that was just kind of a flash in the pan thing. And you're stuck. So obviously that can't happen. Even if they wanted it to, I don't think the cap will allow it with the big boys. So I, I don't know. I hope that his head isn't in the clouds and his agent is like, Hey, we're looking for a nice little, you know, nice little piece here to your thing. That's not crazy. We understand. We still got a lot of proving to do. And we've only played 50, 60 games in this league. 
and and you can sign him up for something that's reasonable. But if if his numbers are crazy and the comparables that they go to, you know, the the table with are these big star guys because he's hot as hell the last two, three months of the season, you were in trouble as far as keeping him. Every guy's different. Um, I think important to stress the guy's 27. I'd want to get paid. I can't speak for everybody out there. I'd want to get paid. I'm going to look for every penny possible. It just, it's, it's so, you're so right though. Like, and then on top of that, you know, he's going to go to Vancouver, Edmonton. They seem to pluck every fucking leaf free agent ever. Ilya Mikheyev, Zach Hyman. I mean, we all know that they you know Lafferty's out there. He was dealt out there. It just, it's the same old dog and pony show. It's like, why can't it be a guy who they signed to a five-year contract or whatever, and he's outplaying his value and what he got in free agency? Like, it just never, it's always this story. And then maybe we're guilty of it. We're the media, and we're going to make a bigger story maybe than it, uh, what it is. And, you know, the guy's going to get paid. Like, it's, it's again, it always goes back to the core four. But I, I'm going to stay reserved. I'm going to enjoy this moment. I think it's great to see how often we talk about the depth scoring I still have some major league concerns. I mean, you look at the numbers from the all-star break and producer Vic put out the statistic. Uh, It's been McMahon. It's been Nylander and Matthews that have supplied a great chunk of the offense since the all-star break. But this team is winning. They're feeling good. Uh, In your wildest dreams, could you have predicted they'd go 5-0 without Morgan Riley, outscoring their opponents 27-11? to It makes absolutely no sense. Would you be shocked if they now lose the next five with Riley back? (laughs) <laughs> well i hope not but uh <laughs> it is these weird anomalies man the leafs sometimes do things backwards um and it's almost like they do them so backwards you can set your watch to it because it just you know like we said this they're don't worry they'll they'll be absolutely flying without him look at their record yep. without him and all they did was add five w's onto that no morgan riley statistic why that happens, I don't know. It's not a great look for Morgan Riley. Does it mean he's not needed or not necessary or not valued? No, it doesn't. But something's going on when he's not there that they need to continue to channel when he is. I think we talked a little bit yesterday. Maybe it's the ice time allocation and, and how that spread out a little bit. I mean, you don't ha- like. I th- doesn't that doesn't this last five games just prove that you don't have to work? Morgan Riley like a bloody mule out there like you just don't have to he doesn't have to play 30 minutes a game he doesn't have to be your workhorse that you just are you good do you do have any breath left at all okay get back out there get back like you don't have to do that man you can save your guys you can keep their energy keep the miles off their body and, and you're not you're not selling the farm by doing that you're not throwing it down the river you're 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 fine they just went, they, they've won 30 out of like whatever the numbers are now without him. You're okay. You don't have to work him like a mule. So I think that's, this, I think that goes the same for, you know, the core four as well. And when you get it, when you get the core P or sorry, the depth pieces engaged a little bit more and you get them their legs and you allow them to get that sweat on, they're much more in the game. They're much more effective. They're a bigger piece of the puzzle. And that allows them to, you know, especially the Bertuzzi's and the Domi's and, and whatnot to, to get more cracks at it and to get a little bit of a rhythm going. So if, if we did allocate, especially down the stretch here, going into playoffs, a little more ice time to others and spread it out a little bit more evenly. I mean, I know you want to, you know, make hay while the sun shines with the big guys, but maybe it's been a little bit off kilter and maybe you don't need to, to go that heavy on your, on your stars. 
Yeah, it's it's I mean, it's it's pretty impressive stuff. Any way you look at it, the fact that you lose your number one defenseman and you elevate very similar again to last November. We've talked about that quite a bit on the show where it seemed like everybody and their mother was injured on the blue line and the Leafs went on an epic run. Um, same type of story. So now 19, two and one dating back to last season without Morgan Riley. Now 25 and two against the Western Conference this season. That's a big time story. The numbers are revolting when it comes to production. The last five games, uh, Matthews had nine and three, Mitch Marner at 11 apples, Bobby McMahon, seven and two, Nylander, six and three. Uh, the two guys that really stood out in the back end, and we talked about this, they needed guys to elevate. Timothy Lilligren, seven apples in the last five games, and uh, TJ Brody is plus minus over plus 11, plus 12, plus 13, that territory. Uh, those guys cool. have really, really picked up their play, which this team needed. Brody specifically, like there's a lot of, uh, conversation, understandably so, on social media, him going to the left side and him having success. What would you do now with Riley back? Like, you don't want to fuck with that, do you? No, it's just it's just tough for TJ Brody. Here's a guy where you're asking him to play at his absolute ceiling, right, to help out this 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 back end. And that's a big ask out of anybody. It doesn't matter if you're the bottom of the NHL or if you're uh you know a generational superstar to to ask a guy to constantly play at and above his ceiling is not exactly ideal and especially when you ask him to play on his offside like uh you know you got to play on your, the proper side when you're not like especially if you're a TJ Brody like you got to at least be in your comfortable spot i mean you're constantly getting you know your pass is on your backhand. You're constantly on the wall with, you know, your, your hand exposed to the middle. There's a reason lefties and righties like to play their sides. It's because you have puck protection over there and you're, you're catching the puck on your forehand. And when you go away from that, all of your pivots are on your different side. You're as a defenseman, you're using your different leg as your strong pivoting leg. Um, you're opening up the opposite way. Your gap ups are going to a different way. I mean, you play a, a certain side from the time you start playing defense, you get pretty goddamn good at it and pretty comfortable at it. And all of a sudden you got to go to the other one. It's not like you're on outer space or anything, but it's considerably difficult. And it's not really fair to ask of him to do that when you're already asking for his ceiling on the back end as it is. So it, it's tough. There's got to be, I mean, how about the trade deadline? How about we get someone that kind of uh, alleviates that stress and you can keep Morgan Riley where he needs to be and get Brody on his left side and, you know, mix it up that way with a Tanev or something. So they'll yeah. find a way to fix it. But yeah, it's, it's a tough spot for Brody and he's been a good soldier, uh, you know, playing where he's not obviously as comfortable. Good problems to have. Again, he's been brilliant on that left side. So I'm very curious as for the configuration, the combinations to be used in the back end against the Vegas Golden Knights. That preview is coming up. Ilya Samsonov, 23 stops, now 8-2 and two since being recalled from the AHL. That's a big-time story for me. Seven different Leafs, multi-point nights. Unfortunate, couldn't get Matthew Nyes in the score sheet. That would have been fantastic. And John mm -hmm. Tavares, I couldn't believe it. This is the biggest story of the night for me. His first five-on-five -five goal in 28 games, man. Like, this guy's been starving for anything five-on-five, -five, even strength-wise. I believe 15 of his, like, 42 points in the year via the power play. Any way you can get it, uh, I thought JT was really good in that game, so it's great to see. Yeah, it was to see. That's kind of crazy to believe with the ice time and who he plays with five-on-five. -five. Like, I mean, some guys, that's all they play is five-on-five. -five. If you got exactly. that much ice time... If you got that much ice time, five on five, and you played with those guys and you went 25 games and didn't score a goal and you're not even as talented as JT, people would be like, get 
off of my roster you plug right and it's not yeah. really fair but every opportunity in the world and he just continues some guys get that right i mean it's like a a first rounder coming out of into the pipeline of an organization and he's sitting there beside the the seventh rounder who do you think is going to get more opportunity who's who do you think is going to get the longer leash who do you think can make more mistakes who do you think they're going to be more patient with it's not really fair but it's just the way it is. But it's good to see him get that monkey off his back. And I'm not sure how aware of that type of stuff he is. He kind of flies under the radar because he does yeah. other things as well. But uh, no, I don't help with my parlay last night. I had Johnny two shots, Marner two assists, and Matthews two points. And it went cha-ching. Loved it. Full eggplant emoji for Jay Rose. So again, if you're just uh, tuning in, having been with us this week, feeling under the weather in Cancun, feeling better the last couple of days, capped off by a mighty, mighty least victory, 6-3 against the Arizona Coyotes. Austin Matthews scores 50, and then JT gets a five-on-five goal, which is great to see. And we talked about this throughout the season, the last couple of days. Nothing phases this guy. Doesn't get too high, doesn't get too low. He's a 3C right now. I don't think he cares. John Tavares cares about winning, and that's it. By the way, we're doing a bit of a new segment coming up uh, with our friends over at Great Clips. So if you have some questions for us that you want us to answer, like a Leafs mailbox type thing, Ask away in the chat and we'll uh, pick a couple of those and answer in a couple segments from now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70 percent of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. We're going to tell you about Douglas. Named Canada's best mattress on Canadian living. Douglas is loved by more than 200,000 Canadians, and they're backed by over 10,000 five-star reviews. Every mattress order comes with a free comfort sleep bundle, two memory foam pillows with pillow protectors, one luxurious cotton sheet set, and one mattress protector. That's a $650 value. Yours for free when you order a Douglas mattress. Now order today at douglas.ca slash LMT. That's douglas.ca slash LMT. We talked a bit about it yesterday. Joseph Wall uh, practicing with the Marlies. The plan, by the way, we didn't talk about that. He'll play an HL game this weekend. We, we did discuss the slate. They got Friday, Saturday, then Wednesday. So he's going to play one game and then they're going to see how he feels. So reading in between the lines of the tweet you see on your screen via Luke Fox of Sportsnet, Wall's return could be imminent, man. They're looking at Tuesday against Vegas, Thursday, Arizona, Saturday against the Rangers. I'm looking forward to this. I think Thursday, Arizona would be a good slate for him. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, he's going to go down and get some reps and, and get in some game action, get his timing down a little bit and see how he feels. I imagine he's been pushing it pretty much to the limit here in practice and he's done everything he can out of game action. So yeah, that's, that's the one step before you're, you're on the card in the starting position, man. So that's exciting. I can't wait to see him again, you know, temper your expectations. This guy's been out since like the beginning of uh, December. That's a long time ago. So He'll be rusty, um, and maybe he won't be. Maybe he'll come in and stand on his head, but I'm not going to expect him to come in and stand on his head. Um, and I think that, you know, what are they going with tonight on this back-to-back? I thought we'd see uh, I thought we'd see Martin Jones yet yeah, last night. We didn't. I, I can almost guarantee we're back to Sammy here tonight, eh? Oh, it's going to be Jones tonight, I think. Really? Yeah. Why would, yeah. 
Why Jones? Why Jones well, against Vegas? And why? Like why? It's pretty simple. I think you want to dress your best roster. Um, they'll never admit this. They knew their issues. Austin Matthews talked about it after the game. This is a tough team. We never beat them. We've been struggling against them. You take care of business. You put your best roster foot forward and say, hey, we're going to win this game. We'll worry about Vegas when we get to Vegas. That, that's my only logic. Because I, like you, I was a bit surprised. I thought you'd go with your your backup, if you want to call him that, the way Samson has been playing against an inferior team. But they elected to go with their number one. And I... I wouldn't be shocked if they went to him again tonight, yeah. to be honest with you, but uh, I haven't seen any of that. But I, I, that's kind of where I'm leaning before anything, to be honest. If they went with Martin Jones, I'd be like, okay, that's kind of weird. But um, I don't know. Keith does things his own way. It's all good. Uh, both of them are capable. And like you said, the real the real conversation is on the horizon probably next week with, uh, with Wolsey coming back. For sure. And uh, we look forward to finding out. We're not going to find out until maybe a couple hours before a puck drop. Again, note the start time for this one, 10 Eastern time. In Vegas, uh, looking forward to that one. Once again, Mark Stone, the captain of the Golden Knights, banged up last game. Uh, as far as I know, he's not going to play. He's out uh, for uh, a pretty long period of time, it sounds like. And Jack Eichel's not in that lineup either. So maybe things aligning in the way of the Maple Leafs. Morgan Riley expected to return to the lineup in that game. So now's that time I was just talking about when it comes to questions. There's more than 4,400 hair salons throughout the United States and Canada. Great Clips is the largest world... Uh, the world's largest hair salon brand, an official hair salon of the NHL. Salons are locally owned and operated and open seven days a week. Your time is valuable. Use the Great Clips check-in app. See the wait time. Check in on your phone and get your haircut when you want. For more information, check out greatclips.com. Great Clips. It's going to be great. Uh, one of the questions we got in the chat, Rosie, John Tavares as three seed. Do you like that, hate that, or just uh, working on it a bit here? <laughs> Working on it, I don't mind. I mean, if you got guys like him down to the third line, that tells me that there's lots of guys going right now. It tells me there's lots of depth. It's fine. It tells me that you're finding chemistry with lots of guys. Um, I don't care where he plays. I like that you have an option to not have him always pegged in these positions because there's no one else to take his spot. It's uh, it's nice. You can shuffle guys around, and I think like we said yesterday, you are trying to find that chemistry and. Obviously, Keith loves shuffling it up and looking for chemistry. It seems like, does he ever find it? Because even when it works well, he changes <laughs> it again. Man. So it's it's a head scratcher sometimes with him. But I, I don't. I'm not a big. I'm not a big uh, lines guy where it's like that can't happen. He's not going to work this way because he likes to go to the net on this side of his hand. And the player he's playing with legs is just like, okay, stop. Like I don't. I don't care. They're all capable hockey players. They've all played on a million different teams and adjusted accordingly their entire way. So they're more than capable. And if someone comes up to, to play second seed, then that's just fine. Um, you know, there's a reason for it. And it means that lots of other guys are chugging along and, and having success. So I'm, I'm sure it's totally fine with everybody. If that happens, man, I was so, so rattled um, before the game. I wrote a nice little fluff piece on how I felt Tyler Bertuzzi should be on PP one for a longer extended period of time. And that would mean demoting, John Tavares to PP2. And what do they do? They come out and put JT back on PP1. They get that five on three. It's like you just never know. You take everything you see in terms of line combinations from Sheldon Keefe with a grain of salt. And I still put the article out. It's about to go live in about 10 minutes. How I think they should give give Bertuzzi an extended look. Like, that's what sort of annoyed me. He scores six more goals and nothing from Bertuzzi, nothing from Domi. Like, these point nights, 
it would be great to see some of these guys chip in and get points. And I know they try to give these guys their cookies, put them on the power play and stuff like that. You're trying to win a hockey game at the end of the day, but that's what really stuck out for me too, is like, you still, Bertuzzi still looking for it, man. Still looking for it. I know. I thought that, um, you know, after Austin scored his first goal, Bert's out front and, you know, know. it's coming his way. Traditionally that guy would, you know, pop that thing five hole or far side or something, but Austin just scores them out on the wall and everyone's kind of chuckling like, holy smokes. And Bert's just kind of there like, yay, another one <laughs> for you. <laughs> He's got to be getting frustrated, but uh, all he can do is just, I don't know, man. It's like, wow. What did he what did he used to do that he's not doing now? And it's not like he was a, a point connoisseur, but he had some he had some years there with some good numbers. And we know he's capable of more than this. So I, I just imagine he's just keep keep looking for it, keep trying to find the the formula that gets him to the spots where he can bury pucks and hasn't been able to do that so far. But you know, when guys are going through that, they just gotta stay positive and keep at it and keep at it and hope that uh, you know, the levy breaks. Another question. Uh, where are you at with Matt Dumba? Of course, uh, Dumba on Arizona. The Leafs were linked to him. Uh, we had Elliot Friedman on a couple months ago, and he talked about how the Leafs really, really wanted Dumba. He elected to go to Arizona, presumably for maybe a bit more, but who knows truly on that front. Would would Matt Dumba do it for you? I mean, let's say, and I would have to think he's a contingency plan. If you don't get Chris Tanev, it's probably Matt Dumba. Yeah, potentially. I mean, he's not my first choice. I just, I think a bigger body with, with more of the, the snot that is needed in the playoffs is, is a little better. And Chris Tanev fits that, but you know, I, I can't claim to have watched Dumba, you know, a hundred and front to back games and understood what uh, exactly what makes him tick. So I can't act like a Matt Dumba expert, but certainly one of the, the top tiers of the NHL and a guy that could facilitate you know, some of the things that they need around uh, Toronto for sure. But like I said, not my first choice, but if that's, you know, all you had and that's what you can put together and the deal sounds, sounds right. And you feel like you're winning it then, then for sure. I'm just curious to see how the market goes. Like it's, it's so fascinating that a couple of weeks back at all-star weekend, we congregated the nation network did here in Toronto. And it was just mayhem. Like Elias Lindholm gets traded. Sean Monaghan gets traded. And now there's like this mega holding pattern where I think a lot of teams are looking at Calgary and saying like, what are you doing with Jacob Markstrom? What are you doing with Tanev? What are you doing with Hannafin? Uh, Philadelphia is still in a playoff spot. Like I love trades, man, but I, I don't get this excitement level this season because A, there's not much out there. And B, I think teams have learned to an extent from the last couple of years. Like the Rangers took out from last year where you pick up Tarasenko, you pick up Mikola, you pick up Patrick Kane and, it really didn't get them headed in the right direction. We talk about Swiss Army guys. Those seem to be the biggest pickups the last couple of years, Barbashev, Lekanen, guys like that. And there's just not much out there. So I wonder from a domino effect, what happens first? Is it a Tanev? Is it a Markstrom trade? Is it a Henrique trade? Uh, but how does that impact the Leafs is what I'm going for here. Because again, if they don't get Tanev, it seems like seven, eight, nine teams involved in Tanev where do they go next? Like if Philadelphia is not serious about trading one of those two guys and Walker or Sealer, you go to Dumba like that. That's what I want to know. They have to have a contingency plan in place here. Yeah. And I mean, there's no guarantees they're going to get Tanev just because they could use them and they want them. There's a lot of guys talking about, uh, about him and using his services. So uh, I don't know. It's kind of interesting because of the last couple of years, it seems like so much has happened pre uh, trade deadline that it's kind of a boring deadline. Like there's not much to talk about and everyone's kind of moved and 
the pieces that are left that come through are kind of scraps almost where yeah. this year is kind of setting up to be, uh, oh my God, a scrambling frenzy at the last minute where trades are coming in. You can't even analyze the last one before the big next one comes in. And that's more exciting for trade deadline shows and all that type of thing. But um, it seems to be a holding pattern for sure. And I don't think uh, obviously when the talks are happening, no one wants to show their hand too closely and be the guy that uh, that bows down a little bit extra to get a deal done and then regrets maybe you know maybe jumped the gun a little bit or maybe got taken advantage of so it seems like a holding pattern and yeah make no mistake that there's more people interested in TANF than just the Toronto Maple Leafs and uh, you know they will you know those guys that they mentioned they'll be looking for they they just want I think they just want a big blue liner that can that can be solid and, and be clean and be smart and be hard right so mm-hmm. anyone that fills those skates get them in a Leafs uniform and you know our first choice I think is certainly Chris Tana realistically if they pick up one defenseman and maybe like a depth forward who doesn't cost a lot I'd be pleased because I I think you sort of lose sight of the fact every year this team goes where the core four goes like when when push comes to shove in the Stanley Cup playoffs if the big boys are the big boys they're going to go far. If they're not, they're not. Uh, I think people just big brain the operation too much around deadline time. Um, Dave writes in in the chat about the Boston Bruins last year. Perfectly put. They picked up Orlov. They picked up Bertuzzi. It doesn't guarantee you success in the Stanley Cup playoffs. And we've, we've been talking about this a lot the last couple of weeks, blowing your load, trading your first round pick. I just think this year specifically, that does not make sense. There is not a player out there, maybe outside of Jake Gensel right now, where I'm like, Toronto should trade their first round pick. And that really doesn't address the needs. Like, I understand they have their depth issues in the playoffs and scoring goals and all that, helping out the core four. They direly need a defenseman. So if they get one D and one depth forward, I'll be happy. Yeah, me too. Yeah, you look at, you you mentioned Boston. You look at the Rangers last year too with, um, you know, they jump on Patrick Kane and and they jump on uh, Tarasenko and it just didn't work for him. It looks like they loaded up like they're this powerhouse. It just doesn't work. Sometimes there's a power struggle. Sometimes, you know, they're, guys are pulling against each other. Like I, I play this way. Well, I kind of play this way and we're not matching up. I can't find you out there. I feel like I'm playing by myself. And it's like, these are two studs that can't figure it out together. It just doesn't work Their Their styles don't match up. So yeah, there's something to be said about not wrecking the chemistry either. Obviously the, the roster we have right now happens to be clicking right now. And does that mean they're world beaters? No, but you know, the piece has got to make sense and you don't just start unloading mm-hmm. first rounders just because someone will trade you something for it. It's It's got to be exactly what you need. So again, yeah, we've talked about it the other day too. It's like a, a good D-man would be awesome. And yeah, like a, I don't know, a depth piece or a guy with some experience or maybe someone with some term or something would be okay if, yeah. if, if it makes sense. But just to unload a first rounder just for to get a, another guy to shrug your shoulders and go, oh, I hope that works. Like, that's yeah. not that's not the play. So, I don't know. They're in a pretty good spot. And again, you, you make subtle changes and get us that big demon that we've been looking for. I think people will be pretty happy, especially as of late when they've been showing that they, they can play as a team and play 60 minutes and play simple and, and finish games off and get the wins against pretty good teams and lower teams. And they kind of look a little more well-rounded lately. So, I think there's not as much panic in Leafs Nation. Yeah, it's it's a good feeling. It really is, considering what the feeling was a week ago as we uh, awaited word, obviously, on, on what was going to transpire when it came to Morgan Riley. They go 5-0-0. Wendy's is letting you win real food with your fantasy teams this year in daily face-off. For those of you who smoke the competition, Wendy's is rewarding you with weekly prizes that will have you winning despite your lack of team-building skills. 
Download the Wendy's app and score yourself 150 bonus reward points on your first order and grab a sweet victory from the mouth-watering jaws of defeat along with some fresh, never-frozen beef. Sign up to play Daily Faceoff to win weekly prizes like the spicy chicken sandwich from Wendy's and the Wendy's app. So the first of two meetings in five days with Vegas. In fact, the next two outings for the Maple Leafs will be against the last two Stanley Cup winners in Vegas and Colorado. So another one of those measuring stick games, but as mentioned, no Mark Stone, no Jack Eichel, Shea Theodore is back in the mix. So they got that blue line intact to a degree when it comes to Vegas. But I, I like these measuring stick games. Do you like these like mini series, by the way? We've seen this quite a bit. See this with Arizona and now Vegas. Like Vegas is going to be at Scotiabank Arena on Tuesday. Yeah, I do like it. I think it's good. It's good for, you know, rivalry. It's good for like retribution when things happen out there. You can get another crack at it. And, uh, you know, it's it's nice for the players, too, and the coaching staff, especially, you, you know, your your pregame rundown and analytics and everything that you do to, to go into preparing for an NHL hockey game. They, they've just seen the guy. So everything's always fresh, right? The the players are usually the same. The injuries are usually the same. Um it's easy to prepare for and it sets up for some uh for some potential you know like rivalries or you know something happened in game one. Oh, i can't wait to see game two and how they respond to that so uh, yeah i'm all for it it's it's a positive thing i like it and i'm pumped for these measuring stick games too this colorado um vegas golden knights these are the tests where okay austin okay boys you think you're clipping along here well time to prove it time to make sure things are going right Time to make sure you guys have got your head on straight and are thinking clearly. Go out and beat these two teams. And uh, and then we'll start to talk about some buzz happening around Toronto. This is your classic heat check game, right? They've won five in a row. It's the back end of a back-to-back by the, the way the Leafs are 4-3-0 in the second game of a back-to-back this season. They're 16-6-6 on the road, which is important to stress. But it's, uh, it's your heat check game. Again, you got the fresh team in the Vegas Golden Knights. You're riding off the high of Austin Matthews. In Arizona, you've taken care of business and you should be boosted by the return of Morgan Riley. Um, it's crazy how quickly time can pass. The five-game suspension is over, Rosie. Yeah, just ripped it off like that. Five wins. Thanks for coming. I'm back. So no harm, <laughs> no foul now for everyone who is saying what a devastating uh, move that was to his team. I think it uh, didn't hurt him one single, non-single bit. So the bank yeah, account. Bit. What's that? Yeah, the just bank the account. Bank his bank account will be okay. It's okay. But um, yeah, these are the big games here. You got Morgan back. Find that same formula. Um, don't take what's happening for granted. Work on it. Build on it. Address it. Always be working towards what what's working and how do we access that again tonight? And how do we build on it? How do we make sure we don't slip? Because yeah, this is a heat check game. This is a one they could just slide off the planet and all of a sudden they have nothing and they just get the fucking floor mopped with them. And they're like, oh, and then all of a sudden it's like, God, guys, like, did you get too big on your high on your horse or did it seem too easy, Austin? Like, what? what like, it's just it's a heat check time. You got to, you know, preparation is going to be huge. The The pregame speeches and the pregame meetings are going to be huge. Boys, this can't we're not sliding this. We're doing every we're worrying about ourselves here. Everything's got to be done the same way and everything's got to be done hard and everything's got to be done smart and like just reiterate these key components that have gotten you success so far, you have to replicate them. And even more so against these big boy teams that have won Stanley cups recently. So yeah, big test game for them for sure. I'm excited for them. Rosie spill the tea. So assuming you would be part of the leadership core of this team, is it like, 
You walk into Sheldon Keefe's office. Hey, Sheldon, it's 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 gonna a green light special tonight in Vegas after this game, win or lose, right? Like, are you having that conversation before the game, after the game, regardless of the win or loss? So you go into the sphere at the you know to watch you too. Like, I, I think it's got to be a full send considering the way they played. <laughs> if you go into the coach's office and ask if you can go get shit faced before the game, I think whether you're gonna have, start yeah. off with. Some- problems right away but no if i were the team i'd have a team dinner all set up at somewhere cool like the sphere i don't care break off a hundred grand and get them in somewhere (laughs) and have them all together have some wine do something cool get them together have some laughs all that shit some guys will go out and hit the tables that's fine that's out of your control um but yeah set something up for the guys to kind of get together and get that uh, that camaraderie and that chemistry built up off the ice and that only does good things for teams Assuming you heard the story about Nashville, I don't know if you've talked and talked to Shanner. I don't know if he disclosed anything to you, but do you hear that story over the weekend? No, I never did. I guess you've been away. So apparently, uh, and it, I, I don't think Shen would tell you anything, but apparently, so Nashville was in Vegas earlier this week, a game I jumped on Vegas or on Nashville to win. They were the uh, plus money underdog in that game, but they had something set up at the sphere to go watch you two play at the sphere, like a team function, entire team training staff was there. And Andrew Burnett, the head coach was not pleased and not happy with the play of the team. He pulled it from them. He said, we're not fucking doing it. We're not going. And uh, there was a bit of uproar in Preds nation. It was on hockey data Canada. Elliot Friedman brought it up. And so they didn't go to the sphere. They didn't end up going. Ah, Little uh, little daddy followed through with the, the, the threat of discipline there. <laughs> Do you like that or hate that? The kids' faces were shocked as his dad turns the bus away from heading to Chuck E. Cheese, hey? <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> no, I'm fine with it, man. I mean, there's really, God, yeah. there's there's more to the story than uh, than what we get because you're not in that locker room every day. Sure. You're not, you know, I don't know how practices are going. I don't know where the focus level is. I don't know what guys' attitudes are on that team. But if the coach starts to feel it slipping and he's asked for more focus and it hasn't happened. He's asked for the work ethic to be there during, you know, the drills and the practices. It's not quite there. He's asked for the application of, you know, the video sessions and the meetings to be taken to practice and to the games. And that's not happening. Sits down and has a one-on-one with guys and can't quite get through to them. And they seem to be on their own page. Fuck that. And a coach, he'll put the brakes on right away. You guys want to go dick around and have fun when I'm asking you to be pros and you're not doing it get the hell back to the hotel room and go eat the freaking buffet. Like, sorry, but it's time to smarten up. I mean, it's just like raising kids, man. If, if you, you, they'll get away with everything until you give them a reason not to. And Holy shit. Is that disappointing for those guys? Yeah. Is it embarrassing that they need to be disciplined like that? Yeah. But it, it obviously that guy needed to send a message to his team and, you know, hopefully message received, but no, you're not going to go out and play all the time. If he's, if expectations aren't being made when, when it's time to work. The best thing about it, it worked. As mentioned, exactly. Nashville went into Vegas and they won that hockey game. I, I was a bit stunned how how pissed people were about this. Like prolific names in the hockey media world were like, I can't believe Andrew Brunette did that. Like that's all about accountability, man. Like you play in the show. There's no guarantees. I don't care if you're going to Vegas for a road game. Like we're going to do something. We're not going to do it. Um, I, I liked it. I thought it was a ballsy move in 2024. I'll say that. Yeah, you're the captain of the shit, man. Like when the axe falls on someone, when that team doesn't perform, guess whose head gets cut off? It's the head coach first and then everyone after. So 
you know, he's in control. He's the captain of the ship. And if he doesn't like what's happening, obviously something was going on for him to be pissed off enough to say, I'm not going to let these guys go out and do this leisure stuff because they're not doing their work at the office. So I'm fine with it, man. It's it's not something he would have liked to do. It's 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 on the players. I bet you he had a speech saying something like you guys were supposed to go out, do some team bonding, exchange some fellowship here, do some <laughs> do some, uh, you know, off ice activities and get to know each other and bond a little bit. And now we can't because you guys are acting like dickheads and you're not listening to anything that's going on. And it's unacceptable. Now we have to pull it to go do more work and to let the message be received that it's not good enough. So it's it's unfortunate that's what had to happen i'll ask Shannon what happened he'd probably roll his eyes and say yeah well the guys are dog fucking it and guys think their head in the clouds is good enough and you know coach had had enough of it and think we're gonna go play when we can't work at the it's the way it is so uh it sucks but i think it's part of the new nhl where these young kids sometimes need a little bit of discipline a little bit of wakey wakey in order to get them back on track they can they can go off on their own planet sometime i believe put it this way Imagine Sheldon Keith pulled that shit and it was the Maple Leafs. He the uproar. <laughs> it's just it's Whatever. Nashville. That's that that's good that it's Nashville. It barely, it barely got play. Hell, you didn't even know about it. I know you're in Cancun, but imagine if it was a team like the Maple Leafs, man. It would just never happen. They'd be fucking going regardless of the losing streak. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever Keith says, man. If he wants to shut it down, it would just certainly be a lot uh, a lot bigger news and people be talking about and analyzing it. But to yeah. me, it's like you don't know shit about that locker room or that Nothing. crew or what they've been through the last two weeks. So if that's his decision, then it sounds like there was good reason to go that way. The Botano wrap-up is presented by Botano.ca. The game starts now, 19-plus. Please play responsibly. Major announcement. Botano is the official partner of Copa America 2024 taking the beautiful game to new heights in the Americas. Join Botano on their journey of passion, unity, and unforgettable football moments, unforgettable moments uh, at Muller Arena on Wednesday. Uh, are you taking the Austin Matthews anytime goal again? Are you doubling down tonight in Vegas? Tonight in Vegas? Not right off the top of my head. I mean, the value like? is not going to be there. I think he. I, I thought he was going to get it yesterday for sure. I would not be surprised, obviously, if he got it today, tonight. But uh, not my first choice on on bets. I'm going to have to look around a little bit. What do you got? Um, I'm just sure. I, I don't know what Leafs team we're going to see. Like, again, that was a big moment for me last night. Like, people will laugh and scoff at that. But, like, to beat Arizona the way they did... I think sort of showed me this team is actually legitimately prepared to take that next step in their 82 game journey here. But yeah, it's embarrassing. You know, they had that bad of a record against. Yeah, uh, they, they haven't been good against Arizona. That start was fantastic. And granted, the Yotes have now dropped 11 in a row. I did get my Kerfoot point. I did get my uh, Sean Dersey point, which we pointed out. Kerfoot's coming back next week. We'll try to get him on the show, by the way. Um, I think a shot prop of some sort. I love how Willie's shooting the puck right now. If you want to get ballsy, man, double down, Bob McMahon. You're getting extreme plus money, like plus 450. I almost hammered it yesterday. I just didn't do it. Uh, but maybe you look to that direction. I'm probably just going to sit yeah. back and and watch. And I wouldn't be stunned at the least go in there and win that hockey game. I just mentioned it. Vegas, yeah, they're fresh, but they're really, really banged up. You take Stone and Eichel out of that lineup, you should win that game. Yeah, if they're buzzing the way they are, man. But, uh, you know, those guys are going to dig deep without their guys in the lineup as well. And they're going to try to rattle one off. They know they're they're playing a hot opponent who's been rattling off wins and getting points and have, have a, a whole bunch of players that are hotter than a pistol. So they'll be ready to rock, too. I, I'm more concerned about the outcome of the game and, and the 60-minute effort of the Toronto Maple Leafs. And that's kind of where my eyes are. Yeah, no. 
if Mitch Marner uh, has a couple more apples in between the legs, Rosie's going to come on here and just slam the guy. But Rosie's going to be back in Alberta tomorrow. No more of this Cancun shit, right? Yeah, I'll be back in business tomorrow. Back in the prairies. So it'll be all good. Time to go. We're going to pack up right now. I thought our show was going to be a little bit shorter than normal, but here we are approaching an hour. <laughs> Add verbal diarrhea today. What else can I say, buddy? Great stuff. Uh, that's Jay Rosal. I'm Nick Alberga. Thank you to everybody in the chat. You guys are phenomenal at the Leafs Nation 401. Hammer that subscribe button. Hammer that like button. Help us out. Producer Vic, you're outstanding as per usual. The Leafs win it going for six in a row against Vegas. We'll talk on Friday. Take care. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.